<laughs> I wrote a book. A week of passion, day five. Last night, I slept well. Yesterday was so amazing. For the first time in years, I found hope. I couldn't wait to see what this day brings. The evening will be the first day of unleavened bread. Surely, Yeshua will make it memorable. I was surprised to find very little preparation happening for the Passover in Bethany. Yeshua sent two disciples to Jerusalem to prepare for it. <laughs> two. And as the day began to draw to a close, we made our way into Jerusalem, and Peter came running to meet us. He and John had found a room for Passover. The family of the house had prepared for their extended family to eat Passover, yet illness had prevented their pilgrimage. So as a result... There was enough prepared for us all. We sat, and Yeshua washed everyone's feet. No one understood this. He was the rabbi. But he gently explained his expectations for us to love and to serve each other. And as we walked through the Seder, Yeshua gave us the most amazing Haggadah I have ever heard. Yes, we focused on the Exodus story, but there was more. He correlated the Passover to the Mashiach. It was so confusing, but beautiful. He compared the Anointed One to the Passover lamb. He took the cup of blessing for us to drink, but he said he would not do this again until his kingdom came. Well, this excited me. His kingdom would come before the next Passover. And then we came to the Yashats. And he raised the Afikoman piece high as he broke it. And he didn't say anything as he did so. He stared at it as he broke it slowly. He smiled and a tear rolled from one eye and he dropped the broken bread into his lap slowly. And he sat in silence staring down at it we stared in expectation for a while. And without a word, he partook of one half and we followed suit. He folded the napkin around the other half. Without looking up, he sat it on the table. Please bury this. Strange choice of words. But we understood. The broken afikoman was to be hidden until after the meal. But then Yeshua lit up and told the Magid so beautifully and with such zeal. He spoke like he was recalling the event, like he had witnessed it in his youth. It seemed I was hearing it for the first time. I cried like a child when Yeshua talked of the final plague and how children died in their beds. The cup of plagues made more sense than ever. We spilt our wine to reduce the joy of the cup. We honored the dead with more love than I have ever felt. No rabbi had ever made me feel love. Not for our ancestors' enemies. What a king he will be. The meal itself was delicious. Yeshua discussed many things. And we all asked questions. There was a lot of laughter and a lot of joy. 
And then as the meal was drawing to a close, the mood turned somber. Yeshua spoke of one who was betraying him. He spoke of leaving us. He spoke of a coming comforter. He spoke of us abiding in him. He spoke of us loving each other. We were all uncomfortable because this felt like a farewell speech. Where was he going? And he seemed frustrated with our confusion. And then he bypassed the usual lighthearted bread hunt and simply said, resurrect the bread. So John brought the afikomen back to the table. And Yeshua said, this is my body. And then he passed it around for us to eat. And then he took the cup of redemption and he said, the testament of my blood. And we drank it. So after the cup of praise, we sang the Hallel, and he wanted to leave. So he walked toward Bethany. On the road, we passed by the house of Caiaphas, and I watched Yeshua watching it with a sad eye. Only then did I notice how oddly busy it seemed. We were tired and full, but Yeshua insisted that we stop in the garden and pray. It was quiet. And Yeshua seemed different. He took Peter, James, and John and went further into the olive grove. I sat with Mary. She was also worried about Yeshua and the odd speech at the meal. I held her hand and we prayed together. We prayed and drifted in and out. The wine, the meal, and the mood were taking their toll. And then I woke suddenly. Mary was asleep on my shoulder. And Yeshua was just walking by alone toward the road. He smiled down at us, and his brow raised sadly. I guess it's time. Be swift. Suddenly there were men running into the garden with swords drawn and with torches. All the drowsy disciples, including myself, we startled to our feet. What was happening? Judas was with them. I just realized I had not seen him since the meal. Things seemed to happen so quickly. Soon, they were grabbing Yeshua. Peter drew a sword and attacked one of them. Even amidst the chaos, Yeshua seemed calm, and he bent over the man that Peter attacked, then stood and talked quietly to Peter. And as they were dragging him out of the garden, the armed men were asking if they should arrest us too. And we began to scatter at this. Mary looked at me. What do we do? I told her to hide until we could find out what was happening. And she ran into the darkness of the grove. But I saw a soldier with a torch start after her. I ran as swiftly as I could after them in the dark. Branches were hitting me in the face, but I caught up with the man. I grabbed him, and we fell to the ground. Mary turned, and I told her to keep running. I grappled with the man. We rolled down the hill and into the clearing, and my head hit a rock. I tried to stand, but I couldn't find my feet. I blinked hard and saw that the man was running toward the road. I blinked again, shook my head, and I tried to stand, and that's when everything just went dark. 